darling heart and welcome to the Drink Less, Live Better podcast. This is the podcast that helps you to see that drinking less doesn't need to be stressful, lonely or boring. I'm your host, Sarah Williamson, and I decided to have a year alcohol-free as a little life experiment and haven't looked back. With my experience and training, I now help other people with their alcohol-free or drink-less adventures. You can find out more and sign up to my five-day Drink Less Challenge at drinklesslivebetter.com. I'm here to tell you that you can relax, connect and have fun without alcohol in your life. Join me here each week to find out how. Today is all about small words and big impact. I love changing words, adding words in or emphasising words to be able to see or more importantly, perhaps, hear big differences in my language. This is an example of one of my all-time favourite word changes. I'm loving living my sober life, but sometimes I feel like I might be missing out. The question to myself is why does there have to be a but in that sentence? My desire for an amazing sober life doesn't negate my feelings of FOMO from time to time. I'm loving my sober life and sometimes I get FOMO. This makes room for both emotions, changing from but to and. I can shift my focus from conflict to resolution. No more, what do I do, poor me? Instead, what's my FOMO driven by? How can I create the fun times I want with the people I really love? One word change from but to and can make a massive difference, but often closes a dialogue, whereas and allows for a curious question or reconsideration. I know I want to stop drinking, but it's hard. Versus, I know I want to stop drinking, and it might be hard. I'd love to go to that event, but I'm anxious. Versus, I'd love to go to that event, and I'm anxious. I'd love to ask if I can join them, but I might get rejected. Versus, I'd love to ask if I can join them, and I might get rejected. The first part of the sentence represents something I want to do. It's an action in line with my values. The second part of the sentence represents my reasons for not wanting to engage in the action. Of course, mostly fear-based. I can know something is hard and still want to try it. I can feel anxious and still go ahead and do it. I can get rejected and survive. Being told no actually won't kill me. I'd love to go to that event and I'm anxious. I'd love to ask if I can join them and I might get rejected. Both parts of these sentences are true now. They sound okay to me. They acknowledge my fears and help me to move forward. So that's one word change. What about if we add a small word in? My favourite for this is the word yet. It's a growth mindset game changer. I haven't got six months of sobriety. Sounds a bit sad. I haven't got six months of sobriety yet. Sounds hopeful. The word yet is powerful. It helps us to see learning as a journey, helps us to maintain engagement and increases our confidence when perhaps we feel out of our depth. Have a look at the work of Dr. Carol Dweck's 
She is amazing. Her TED Talk is fabulous. The Power of Yet. For further insights, watch and learn. I just love her. So that's a word added into a sentence. What about emphasising a word? This is my favourite this week. How often do you tell someone close to you you love them? There's a teenager in the hallway about to leave the house. There's a partner hopping in the car to drive to work. There's a toddler being dropped at nursery. Love you. I say it often. It was always heartfelt, usually well received and mostly replied to. Love you went on the end of a phone conversation with a friend. Love you shouted out of the car window to my mum and dad as I left their house. Love you to a colleague I adore at the end of a Zoom call. And then one day I realised a word was missing. A small word, a tiny word. I. I helps us to claim it. I love you. I love you. I love you. I, I, I. I've been taking hold of the power of that tiny, tiny word and I'm using it hard. My family hear a fuller sentence now, one that feels more meaningful and less added on as an afterthought or casually thrown around. And of course, it's coming back to me like that too. I encourage you to use I freely this week. I love you. Thank you for listening this week. Check out the show notes on this podcast or any other episode. You'll find details about the Drink Less, Live Better 2023 retreat. You'll see the link to a hidden podcast episode to help you with your 5pm cravings and you'll be able to read about my one-to-one coaching program. The show notes is where it's at. I'd love it if you could follow and download the podcast and if you feel inclined to leave a review, that'd be lovely as well. Thank you for listening in today. Come back again next week. And P.S. I believe in you.